And welcome to WDW Radio Live. I am Lou Mangello, and this is the WDW Newscast for Wednesday, February 13th, 2013. I'm here to help you have the best possible Disney vacation experience, bring you a little bit of Disney magic wherever you are with this show, the podcast, videos, blog, live events, my Walt Disney World trivia books, audio CDs, and more. You can find everything over at WDWRadio.com. Uh, really excited for tonight's show. Happy early Valentine's Day. Um, and clearly, Ash Wednesday to all of you who celebrate. If you're, look, if you're watching us live, that's what the black spot is on my head. It is not gunshot residue. But listen, this week there is not a lot of Disney news. So I want to really make tonight uh, a little bit more casual, a little more conversational. For those of you who are watching live in the box, really want you guys to be a part of tonight's discussion. I want you to sort of feel as though you're sitting around uh, my desk with me just talking, just talking about Disney. So uh, with tomorrow being Valentine's Day, I have been thinking a lot about uh, Valentine's Day and the idea of romance at Walt Disney World because I think for so many people, they think about Disney especially if they haven't been in years, as it's about Dumbo and Cinderella. It's a place for kids to be running around. There's nothing for adults to do. To that, I say uh, no. It is actually not only the number one honeymoon destination on the planet. It's one of the top spring break destinations on the planet. It's also one of the gr a great romantic getaway for couples that want to come here. And listen, you shouldn't just celebrate love on Valentine's Day. You celebrate it all year long. But with tomorrow being Valentine's Day, I wanted to ask you your thoughts, your opinion on some of the best ways to celebrate romance at Walt Disney World, right? How do you, what's sort of your perfect date in Disney? What are some romantic ideas that you have for things that you could do or things that maybe you'd want to have somebody do for you? Or maybe if you're still trying to find that, that, perfect special someone what's something that you'd like to do for somebody so people are talking about chocolate and sweets crispy yachtsman steakhouse right so what are some of your favorite restaurants so what are, what's what are the best restaurants for romance flying fish artist point Jico, yachtsman shula's victorian alberts uh carriage ride of port orleans says mac um, i can't even read that mac says carriage ride of port orleans uh jb 2012 text says, I proposed to my fiance at the Magic Kingdom. Dinner at California Grill when it reopens, watching Wishes. Uh, let's see. California Grill getting a lot of votes. Cinderella's Royal Table, interestingly enough. Stroll on the Polynesian Beach. Crisby, I agree with you. I think some of the simple things like that. Uh, a stroll by the water, a stroll even downtown Disney by the water. What about a balloon ride, right? What about taking characters in flight at night, just the two of you, really getting a beautiful view of the lights over Walt Disney World, right? It's a simple pleasure. Um, walking by the water at the Sasagula in Port Orleans, walking on the beach at the Polynesian, uh, dinner at Narcusi's, right? Going out onto the Grand Floridian Beach. What about the Grand One? Taking that one special someone, renting out the Grand One for a chef and butler served dinner on your own private yacht out on Bay Lake in the Seven Seas Lagoon and then watching fireworks from there with the music piped in. That is a nice evening. Uh, turkey leg and a Grand Marnier slushy. Air spooned. You are a hopeless romantic. Fireworks cruise. Wandering through World Showcase. Walking the boardwalk. Tutto Italia in Italy Pavilion. Uh, letting him or her win at Toy Story Mania. Always let the girl and the Wookiee win. Walking the boardwalk. Cake gal I think is very romantic. You know what too? What about this? 
you have a nice dinner, maybe at Yachtsman or at somewhere over at Yachtin Beach Club. You walk outside, you take off your shoes, and you just walk on the beach. You sit in a swing. You sit on a hammock. Uh, you can hear the fireworks over in Epcot. Um, let's see. Uh, the Grand One is going to be your 10th anniversary. The Grand One is beautiful. Grand One is a really, really nice uh, experience. I've done it as a group. I've never done sort of the romantic thing. But, uh, yeah, Christy, I am a hopeless romantic. I can't help it. Uh, share an ice cream at the fountain. Uh, which is nice, right? The fountain sort of very casual, goes back to that old sort of 50s style, going to the soda fountain and uh, sharing something like that together. Crispy, this is, I like this, watching the animals with night vision at Animal Kingdom Lodge. It's dark, it's intimate, it's awesome. You could also have a really nice meal over at Jico, right? You could sort of make a really sort of perfect evening out of it. Uh, be our guest. Uh, <laughs> is this Luge 50 Shades of Disney? Hey, it's Angie. Yo, sharing a popcorn at night while Magic Kingdom is empty on a park bench staring at the castle. Uh, making s'mores at the campfire in Fort Wilderness. Sitting on a trash can eating corn dogs. Um, let's see. Uh, lots of things to do by yourself at Walt Disney World. Be good to yourself. Um, let's see. Castle Kiss Goodnight. So it's interesting how some people are looking specifically to the theme parks while other people are very much thinking outside the box. So when I, I think about romance at Walt Disney World, I think about things uh, outside the the theme parks. So maybe I sort of think about it in sort of a perfect day, right? You, you, you take that special someone and maybe you go over to the new senses, actually even better yet, the Mandara Spa over at the Dolphin. You do a nice couple's massage. You really indulge her chocolates, champagne, whatever it may be. Uh, maybe you do like a photo session, have the Disney photographer do a photo session for you out on the beach over at the Grand Floridian, wherever sort of your favorite spot may be. Could be the boardwalk. Um, carriage ride over at Port Orleans a night, or even uh, Fort Wilderness. Nice quiet carriage ride, just the two of you. Uh, nice dinner at wherever she wants to choose, or you surprise her, right? You surprise her with something like that. Uh, parasailing at Bay Lake Tower. Look at that. Piaz on Mike. Um, a bromantic evening at Blue Zoo. That's true. One of my most romantic evenings at Blue Zoo was actually with Glenn and Scott. That's probably saying a lot. Um, let's see. Let her drive a Ferrari at the Exotic Driving Experience. Make sure your insurance is paid up before you do. Um so my wife and I ran, so Husker Tony says, my wife and I ran through a downpour in a practically empty Magic Kingdom to get to Pirates, rode in a boat by ourselves. So sometimes some of those things are good happenstances, right? You never know when something like that, an opportunity might come across to you. Um, guys, what does Lou have on his head? It's ashes. Sorry, today is Ash Wednesday. Um, watch the fireworks while sharing a popcorn. Uh, let's see, I'm catching up. A few hours at Disney Quest and throw, a stroll through downtown Disney at night. I've heard Disney Quest called many things, right? Fun, nostalgic, not romantic. But see, romance is what you make of it. It's sort of how you make your evening. And listen, there's also something romantic about getting a suite at Bay Lake Tower, right? And having room service and champagne and watching the fireworks from, from your balcony. Romance is what you make it and how you make of it. Um, 
Lanuba. Yeah, Mac Attack. So again, what I was sort of thinking when I was asking this question was not necessarily a specific restaurant or sort of what's that perfect date, right? What's that perfect romantic date in Disney? If you're watching live or if you're not, if you're watching on YouTube or listening in iTunes, I'd love for you to come by, leave a comment. What's your sort of perfect date or your perfect Valentine's Day or your perfect romantic evening in Walt Disney World? I think um, I think there's a lot of overlooked experiences and we'll maybe talk about these. Maybe we'll do a top 10 uh, romantic moments, romantic places in Walt Disney World. Um, really interesting to see maybe some of the things that I haven't thought of. Yeah, so a photo pass in front of the picture. I was saying you can also have a Disney photographer take professional photos of you as well too. Uh, drinks at the top of the World Lounge, stroll on the boardwalk. I, I love them all. I love them all. I think they're awesome. Uh, but I do want to move on because there, there was one other bit of Disney news. And when I talk about this, I think it very much is related to Walt Disney World because it's either an extension of the Disney World experience or it can be something you do before or after. Also, it could be very romantic as well, too. Uh, this week, Disney Cruise Line announced that they're going to be offering, whoops, they're going to be offering some new itineraries, including an expanded collection of European cruises highlighting the Greek Isles. And more importantly, Disney is going to depart for the first time from home ports in Venice, Italy and San Juan, Puerto Rico. So the highlights of some of the new schedule for 2014 is that you're going to go to the Mediterranean from uh, uh, Barcelona and Venice, which I love this idea that Disney magic is going to go to the Mediterranean. Uh, you're also going to go to some of the Greek Isles and Sicily for the first time. So you're going to go to uh, Catacolon, Rhodes, Crete, Santorini, Corfu, uh, Catania, Sicily. I would love to take that cruise. There's also a nine-night Mediterranean Greek Isle tour as well. You can go to the Southern Caribbean from San Juan, Puerto Rico. Seven nights from San Juan, including Antigua, St. Lucia, Grenada, Barbados, St. Kitts, which is spectacular, and San Juan. You can go to Alaska from Vancouver, the Bahamas and Western Caribbean from Miami. So there are not only a lot of new destinations, but there's a lot of new ports as well, too. Of course, you can go to mousefantravel.com. They'll give you a, a free new obligation quote on all that free plug for you, Becky, because it is who you should use, especially when you're booking a cruise, uh, because there are so many choices. There is so much to consider. But my question for you who are watching live is, is this. What's the deciding factor for you when... Um, when, dis when thinking about a, a cruise, Disney or otherwise, right? Let's just use Disney for, for argument's sake tonight. What's the deciding factor? Is it the destination? Is it the home port? Is it the ship? Do you like the classic ships, the magic and the wonder, or the, the new ships, the dream and the fantasy? Is it the length of the cruise, right? Because these crews go from three days to nine days. I think there's a, there may be a 14-day cruise in there, too. Uh, is it maybe who else is going, right? Do you maybe want to cruise... Not just with the special summer, maybe with a group, right? Maybe you want to come with us on the Disney Fantasy, November 2nd through the 9th with Ridley Pearson. He's our very special guest. Is that the kind of thing that makes you decide what is it for you? <clears throat> what is it? So a lot of people saying uh, would love to see the Acropolis. Um, let's see. Destinations and the ship, says Clam Chowder. Um, for Disney Nut 1958, it's the ship. Love the dream. Uh, Magritte says the destination. Disney Lover says it's just the fact that it's Disney. For a lot of people, that's it. It's just the time frame, the money, when you can maybe get off of school and work, and the fact that it's Disney. A lot of people seem to be saying that destination is a huge factor. Christy, of course, says it's a group, like going together on uh, with W. Listen, when you can go on a ship 
with 500 of your closest friends and extended family on there. And everywhere you go, you see a yellow lanyard knowing that sort of you are all part of the same group. There's something very comforting, very assuring about that, when you, especially when you take over one-fifth of the entire ship. Um, Mac Attack says, still my parents are the deciding factor. Um Elbug says destination length of cruise, ship and length of cruise says carry. Um, let's see. Uh, going with the group is a totally different experience. Close port, coolest ship, onboard activity. So, yeah, for, I think for me, it is the ship and the destination. Certainly the company as well, too. But I think the destination. So for me, when I see things like itineraries that will take you to places like uh Italy, right? Where you can leave. So maybe you, you fly out to Italy. You spend a week in Rome. Since it's Ash Wednesday, you go see the Vatican. Uh, you spend a week in Rome and then you spend a week leaving from Venice uh, on a cruise, right? Maybe spend some time before or after in Europe. Uh, the idea of being able to see Greece uh, and Sicily really, really appealing to me. That is where the destination would override the ship. Because for me right now, it's the ships. It's the dream and the fantasy. I don't care where they go. They could literally pull out of the port and spin around in circles, and I would love it because I love those ships. For the other places where it's about the destination, uh, that is when it, it sort of the, the destination sort of overrides the ship itself. Um, Castaway Key, very much a big uh, factor in there too because for Castaway Key, uh, for some people, the cruises where you can go to Castaway Key twice on one sailing like the five night cruises i believe the dream still does five nights that's a big plus i don't get off the ship in nassau i get off the ship in in castaway key um every time and i've done the, the double dip in castaway key and it's awesome um i'm reading in the yeah you get to see the parthenon in greece um other destinations. so let me ask you this too so they're in they're going to Alaska, they're going to the Caribbean, they're going to the Greek Isles, they're going to Sicily. Is there, if you could go anywhere on what ship, what would it be? What would sort of be your um, ultimate Disney cruise itinerary and destination, right? What ship would it be and where would you like to go? It could be anywhere, even if it's not uh, one of the ports that's listed. So I know they've tried things like out of Southern California, Northern California, Galveston, Texas, Miami, Obviously, uh, uh, Port Canaveral, uh, Tampa, it would always be an option as well, too, coming out of, of, of the Gulf over there. But where would you go? So people are saying Scotland, Alaska, uh, Scotland many, many times, Hawaii, Disney Cruise from Boston to Walt Disney World. I think Angie Yo, I think a cruise from um, I think a cruise from New York to Walt Disney World would be uh, uh, it would sell out immediately. Um the fantasy to Australia or New Zealand, Tim Weston, I love that idea, right? I love sort of a crossing the Atlantic type of cruise, leaving from here, right? What about leaving from here and, and going somewhere across the Atlantic? Uh, or even taking the fantasy to Southern California, going to Hawaii, and then as long as you're halfway there, just keep on going and, and finish off in Japan. It's sort of like a bus tour, but on the water. Um Japan and China. Yeah, I, I think, um, I think, and I'll sort of, since Becky's not paying attention, I'll say it anyway. One of the destinations I'm definitely thinking about doing for a future on the road event is Tokyo. Uh, I think we all need to go to Tokyo together as a group. I love Japan. I love the Japanese culture, the people, the history. You saw me in a kimono. I think I rocked it. <laughs> I'm kidding, of course. 
but I wore a kimono on the sixth anniversary show. Um, I, I think we do need to do a, a group trip out to Tokyo, maybe 2014, 2015. So I think a lot of people in the box already saying that they would very much love to do that. But so I think for people that I'm watching in the boxes, it's going by very, very quickly. Uh, a cruise leaving out of the New York metropolitan area, New York, Boston, somewhere in that, that, that hub. Remember, a, a disproportionate amount of Walt Disney World visitors come from the Northeast. That would be amazing to have a cruise up there that takes you to Walt Disney World, stops at Castaway Key, and then takes you back. You now, you don't have to worry about Amtrak, you don't have to worry about the car, you don't have to worry about the flight. The journey is part of the destination, and then you get a few days in Walt Disney World. I think for me, uh, the fantasy, uh, I think the fantasy with some of the, the changes and updates that it made to the dream is the ultimate ship. Uh, as far as the ultimate destination, I want to hear more. I think Hawaii sounds nice to me, or even maybe somewhere in um, South America. You know, what if you could do some sort of combine it with an Adventures by Disney, go to someplace like uh, Chichen Itza or Cabo or something like that. Uh, it's about the journey. It's about the destination. It's about the ship. I'd love to hear more. I want to hear your ultimate Disney Cruise Line itinerary. Where would you like to leave from on what ship and where would you like to go? I'm going to post the audio and the video in uh, on the WW Radio blog. I'm also going to post it in iTunes and on YouTube. Please keep the conversation going there. Keep those comments coming there. Um, and I would love to hear more. And you never know. Disney may be listening too. You know that they very much take the feedback. Before we go tonight, I want to thank everybody again so sincerely for the six-year anniversary show this past Saturday. Listen, this, it, the show would not have happened had it not been for you and your support and the friendship and the love that you have extended me for the past so many years. I, I live every day feeling like it's Christmas because of what you people allow me to do, that you allow me to share my passion for this with you every day in so many ways. To everybody who tuned in live, came to Epcot, or came to the meet of the month, I, I am sincerely grateful. We had such a blast to... Christy, who put that all together, um, huge applause goes out to Christy. It was your idea. You put it all together. You put those challenges. Thank you so much. Tony, Scott, Glenn, Zana, Becky, there virtually. Uh, everybody who submitted ideas, voted, watched, and made the day so much fun. Um, it was a blast for me. I really had a good time. and It was so great getting to see so many of you in person at the meet of the month. You know I believe nothing beats a handshake and a hug, and it was great to see a lot of you there. Uh, for those of you who missed it, there was a lot of announcements too. The Walt Disney Family Museum, Saturday, April 13th. Tickets are very limited, but now on sale. We're going to Aulani this summer, July 15th through the 20th. D23 Expo will be back there again with a booth August 9th through the 11th. I'll be in Toronto the weekend of June 2nd. Going to do a meetup there, the first sort of international on-the-road event. Have lots more coming as well, too. And don't forget, too, our cruise on the Disney Fantasy with our very, very special guest, Ridley Pearson. You want to talk about somebody who is excited to be on this cruise with us? Stuart's counting down every day. So is Ridley Pearson. A lot of really interactive things we're going to do with Ridley from tours to quests to workshops to Q&A sessions, book signing, and lots more. Uh, we are going to have a blast. And there's more surprises in store. I apologize to everybody who came by the meet of the month and who was watching because something that we ordered didn't come in. But I, but I can show you now the passports that I talked about are here when you come to events, whether it's a meet of the month or an on-the-road event, you'll get your own passport. You can customize. We're going to stamp it so you can sort of keep a 
memory and a memento and a souvenir from all the events. You can also keep notes and Twitter handles and emails from the people that you meet because the meet of the month and the events are not about you meeting me. It's about me getting to meet you to say thank you to you and more importantly for all of you, my extended family, to meet one another. Don't forget too about the mystery tickets. I explained the mystery tickets. It's on the blog. It's on this week's show too. Collect mystery tickets. You never know when you might need it, so always keep it with you. You never know what you might have a chance to win now or in the future. And don't worry, if you can't come to the meets, there's ways you can win them virtually as contest prizes and for being in the box. Lots of things on uh, on the docket. Lots of things I'm planning for. Lots of surprises. You know me. I love surprises. And I have so many in store for the future. I want to thank you guys again, as always, for tuning in Wednesday night, for being such an important part of the show and my life and for everything else. And uh, I hope you all have a great week. Do something that scares you every day and start pursuing your own passion. So until next time, thank you so much for watching. I'll see you next Wednesday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern. I'm Lou Mangiello. See ya. See ya.